0: Blog Talk Radio. another edition of your home buying compass our frequent conversations on the real estate market hi everybody this is Jim Mitchell and just walking in the door perhaps out of breath is David Schwabi our uh, continual <laughs> guest here on the series and uh, a busy day for David I'm sure but today we're going to talk about the economy how it's affecting the real estate market David has guided us through month after month the ups and downs of the last couple of years um, talked about a number of factors so David, first of all um going to be very interesting today as we kind of talk more about the money side of things but um thank you for taking the time to make it in for the conversation today. Thank you so much uh it's uh, it's a really important topic actually right now especially. Yeah, you know, a lot going on and let's let's just reset because I, well frankly every time we talk there's something different going on. So let's let's talk about the market first. What what's the current supply of available homes look like?
1: so the uh in the Northwest suburb of Chicago in the old midwest uh, we've got very, very little inventory right now and um, in the in a normal market, we have six months of inventory uh, and we've talked in the past in the slower market, we're down to a month or two, and right now we have less than a month of inventory, and it's really um, putting some pressure but but the exciting news, I can tell you today, is we are seeing a rapid number of homes coming on the market, which is definitely sure. exciting for us, for, uh, for buyers, you know. Um, sure. Two things. One is telling the buyers, hey, it's time to, it's time to get out and look at houses because they're coming on. But number two for sellers is, hey, the market's super hot because we have a shortage of supply. Maybe we should get that house on the market um, before, you know, before we get too much inventory.
0: You know, and you have educated us over uh, the series of conversations about when you read about the housing market, what, you know, what you should really look at. So you just talked a little bit about the supply. What about the pricing level of homes right now? Is it is it up high because there are so few homes available?
1: Yeah, so the, uh, the supply-demand curve is what's driving the market, um, especially in our market. But uh, I've been on conference calls with other Compass agents all over the Midwest and across the country, and right now we are seeing um pricing increasing so year over year we've increased and uh, we're going to see another increase this year a little bit in the uh, Chicagoland area at least in the suburbs for sure but we are also um, when I talk to other people in Pennsylvania and in Nashville and in uh, St Louis and Kansas City, these areas um, in the Midwest are still seeing an increase in value because there's have no very very little inventory um I, but I think it's very centralized so I think it's the first um, – I was listening to the Fed talk, and it's the first time they've seen this split where, like, the uh, West Coast might be declining or a little bit pressure on uh, on pricing, but on the East Coast, it's increasing, and in different areas in the South, it's changing. So we normally have a very consistent thing, and in the Midwest, we're usually pretty stable, um, but we're kind of caught in the middle of this, this uh, interesting phenomenon. I think in, with the interest rates rising and such, it's causing some change in – in the environment we're used to, but but uh, rest assured, at the Midwest, we are certainly seem to we're going to hold, and I and I always believe we're going to see a big pull off in value, even if we do get some more supply, because um, it seems it's going to be still a little bit of a seller's market for for quite a while.
0: Well, you, you mentioned interest rates, and that's what uh, I think we want to talk about today. Uh, when you talk about the price of a home, the lift price that equates to the value of that particular property. But when you are buying a home, the price you're paying is very much impacted by interest rates. And as um, as a realtor, you mentioned the Fed. Have you sort of gotten a little whiplash over the last year watching rates jump around the way they have? What's what's that done to the market?
1: So I think what what happened last year in the late summer, early fall, when the rates really went up, substantially in a very short amount of time, the, um, there was a little pull-off from the sellers it's because they kind of felt like, you know, I'm um, I mean, sorry, pull-off from the buyers because they kind of felt like, hey, this is something different. And I I originally at the beginning of the year was looking at 3% interest rate and then a 4%, and now we're at 7% uh, later in the, the fall of last year. So that definitely gave pressure at that time to the seller's or I'm sorry. The buyers making some other decisions, uh, but what I will say, this is very interesting <laughs> telling of the world we live in. Uh, you know, a couple couple months later, January first came around. The new buyers came out and they called. You know, their mortgage person found out the current interest rates were at seven or six percent or whatever they were, and they're like, "Oh, that's what the price is, so it's okay." So they reestablished the the goal. Um, with the new uh-huh. buyers and they don't care the rate doesn't bother them they might be buying less of a home but that certainly isn't uh, changing you know th- they're still out looking for houses they're just reestablishing what they can buy
0: got in at a certain point they might think that's normal um, but can you sort of demonstrate numerically what the change in interest rates mean to a buyer when they're when they're figuring out what their monthly payment is if the you know rate shifts a, a point or two? What, what does that really mean to what you're spending on a monthly basis?
1: Well, it's interesting. And um, in an odd sort of way, I'm going to tell you that the the tax, the high tax base we have uh, for home taxes is actually to our advantage in this environment, and you can laugh at me on this one, but um, I've done the analysis. And so our taxes are fairly substantial compared well, we're very similar to other major metropolitan areas, right? Uh, we compare us to South Carolina, our taxes are probably a little bit higher, of course. But what I did was, you know, you basically have what we call PITI, principal interest, taxes, and insurance. And so when we look at a – we don't care what just the tax, I mean, the interest is on the house. We are looking at what our total payment based on our principal, our interest on that, our taxes, and our insurance. Mm-hmm. So what I did is a quick analysis on a 400000 house, which we a first-time buyer in our market. So, um, four hundred thousand dollar house at three percent with your PITI comes out to just under three thousand. I'm sorry, with twenty percent down, so it's eighty percent loan. Okay, if you're following me here. So, eighty mm-hmm. percent loan on a, a four hundred thousand dollar house, eighty thousand down. Our PITI was twenty nine eighty nine, so just under three thousand, right? Okay. I took that interest rate from three percent and went to six. So I doubled an interest rate. That is a substantial move, right? from 3% sure. to 6%. And the payment went to 3560. Yes, yes, we went up, you know, $560 or $570. But we we doubled our interest rates and our payment went up 19%. And it's because okay. it's because the inch you know, our insurance is a large portion of that 2989. So um, right. so when people say the sky is falling, the sky is falling, we went from 3% to 6%, arguably 3% was an irrationally low number, uh, to more normalized 6%. It, yes, it's still $600, but the point is it's not doubling. And that was I think people were concerned that, oh, my gosh, how can I afford a new house? It's going to double. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it didn't double because we were factoring all the costs of the house. And then if you really want to get deep into a gym, you can say, well, you've got that, and you're going to be paying for, there's, and I'm not including association fees in here because these are single-family homes, but let's say you have gut costs. You're going to have your cable costs. You're going to have your electric costs. You're going to have all those other costs. You're going to cut your grass or pay someone to cut your grass. When you add all that total cost to that house of ownership, that $500 might only be 10% of your costs, right? So, Sure. Um, again, it's it's – Ten percent is a lot, I'm not saying it's not, but you know I've had a lot of systems and, and companies I deal with they're trying to double my costs <laughs> right now on yeah. a lot of things we do right yeah. you go to the grocery store sure. like how is, how does is your grocery bill went up thirty percent Well well it's, you know it's in the environment we're in with with inflation, so I guess the point is if we have large inflation and people are getting paid a fair amount more then maybe this extra you know fifteen or twenty percent isn't isn't the end of the world so But what the point of discussion is, man, I I originally was thinking, wow, it's going to double. No, it doesn't. um,
0: And that's helpful. Um, Yeah, and it's important to look, as you say, at that total cost, which a lot of people do lose sight of. And guidance today coming from David Schwabe of the Schwabe Group, um, uh, experienced realtor here in the northwest suburbs. And we uh, have great conversations with him about many aspects of buying and selling homes and real estate in general. Uh, the Schwabe Schwab Group.com, S-C-H-W-A-B-E Group.com, is where you can get a lot of information, including current listings, um, as well as all of our podcasts and, and other information. Um, so we're talking about the financing process then, Dave. I mean, you, you help them find a home. You uh, guide people through the process, but they have to go out and get a loan. That's not something you do, although you assist. Um, they, We talked about finding a realtor. Talk about shopping for homes what about interest rates can can consumers shop around for those as well
1: yeah so I I um so the short answer is of course yes uh the real answer is if you find a lender um and you can maybe you have one of you in the past maybe your your family or friends know someone we of course have plenty of lenders that uh and a few that we really like a lot who are very fair in pricing uh what you'll find is and this is the <laughs> thing I tell buyers, what you find is they're, they're very structured now. The, the The mortgage and lender industry is very structured since uh, the Fed made changes a number of years ago. Um, anyone who's old enough to remember what happened in uh, you know, <laughs> 2000, <laughs> 2007, Um there's some major changes made. And so what I like to tell people is find a lender who we know has got fair rates and just use them as a resource. Um, you know, if you're going to shop a rate, let's shop it now before you pick, and then pick a lender because what do we really want to do in this environment because there's a shortage of homes is we really want a full approval. So we've been pressing all of our, our buyers to, to work with one lender and whoever they're comfortable with and get a full approval. In other words, all we have to do is plug in the house, do an appraisal, and we close. And the reason for that is the seller now thinks, wow, maybe they can compete against a cash offer. So Mm -hmm. although we talk about shopping rates or looking at rates, um, the lenders where I'm going at with the way they've been structured is that whatever rate plan they're on, they can't adjust it. So maybe 20 years ago, the old school system, like a lender could just randomly add a half a point on or a point on and kind of, I want to kind of screw the person, right? And that's all gone. No, that's all gone. It's just true. I mean, I've had, there's no horror stories in 20 years I can talk about. But that's gone. So, so you get a lender you trust and you like. You know, if the interest rates go up a half a point, everyone's interest, everyone's rates are going to go up a half a point, right? Now they have different, you know, different plans and stuff. At the end of the day, they're all working with the same end lenders, right? They're all working with the same rates. Now there are specialties, of course, for. Some industries and such, but in general, they're very consistent across the board. So my recommendation is find someone you really think is a good lender that you've been referred to. Uh, get a full approval, and um, and of course, we can certainly shop rates. Right but I would shop rates right ahead of time, right? Not not after because we want to get a full approval to uh, to because the bottom line is you don't need a you don't need a, a a rate if we can't get the house under contract, right? And we need full approval yeah. to get these homes under contract
0: great perspective. So a minute or so left here then. um, Is one of the advantages of working with a realtor like yourself then the relationships they will have with with lenders to be able to guide people and say, you know, not necessarily have to use this one, but here is either some some good people I've worked with or at least here are the questions you should be asking and is kind of your role to help guide people to be ready to buy and help them connect with a lender?
1: Right. We do take Sit down with them and make sure that they know what they're looking for, and and give ideas and thoughts on lenders. We certainly have a a, a few that we really like a lot that we have worked in the past. between who's the whoever they want, some solid recommendations. Just like anything else, right? And we have recommendations on attorneys, uh, lenders, you know, anything you need in uh, movers, etc. Whatever you need in the industry, we're out there to help them. And that's
0: that's our goal as realtors, right? To make sure that we can be their resource, one stop resource for them. Well, there's, there's more questions to ask, not enough time to ask them. So for the people that want to continue the conversation directly with you, David, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, cell
1: phone, 847 636 or david at schwabigroup.com.
0: So it's david at S-C-H-W-A-B as in boy, E, group.com. Excellent. David, thanks for joining us. Uh, great conversation today about interest rates, financing homes, and again, uh, Schwabigroup.com. Uh, plenty of information uh, across all parts of the real estate process, so check that out, schwabigroup.com, and we'll look forward to another conversation with David Schwabi in the uh, coming weeks. Thanks for listening.